The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very, very much uh, for tuning in. And I think it's a, um, it's a really um, very, very <laughs> busy day, and one in which um, the mayor of New York City has reached out to, to the entire country saying all cities across the country should take in migrants. He leaves out the word, uh, which may be one of the reasons why crime is up in the city, he leaves out the word illegal migrants because that's what they are. They come over the border without papers, without documents. They're illegal. And then they make a specious claim of asylum in which only about 5% have actually been granted. But by doing that, they get themselves into the country because what happens is they come in, they say asylum, and then they get put on a calendar for a hearing that can take as much as five or six or seven years. And then they are part of America and we never send them back. And it is destroying our country. Now, we no longer have a border in the south. It's beginning to deteriorate in the north. Uh, people who are coming in now come in from all parts of the world. And the worst part of it is they're vetted by the Mexican cartels. So we get a disproportionate number of people they want to have in this country. So to make believe that this is all a bunch of just poor people that, sure, there's some of them are. But there are plenty of people like that who want to come in legally. You shouldn't be encouraged to break the law. Adams is back where he started. He started this by making New York City the uh, sanctuary city on steroids. You'd get more in New York than any place else. He's now been overwhelmed with 60,000, 70,000 illegals. Now he wants to put them to work. Well, that sounds good, right? But if you're going to do the following, you're going to say to these people, if you come into the United States, don't worry. We're going to find you. This is what New York guarantees you. We're going to find you a place to sleep. We're going to make sure you get your three meals a day. We're going to make sure you get welfare. We're going to make sure you get any additional money that you're entitled to. Which is, <laughs> You're going to get accommodations better than uh, people in the U.S. who are poor or people in the U.S. who are homeless or people in the U.S. in general. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get a job, too, if you want it. You don't have to take it. If you want it, you can get a job. And and those people that are coming in legally, screw them. The hell with them. They're not going to get on welfare. They, they got to go find a job on their own. I mean, this is uh, absurd. This this will um, this is a tantamount to what Biden did in 2020 at the Democratic Convention when he said, "I want you from all over the world to surge to the border." Well, they sure as hell surged to the border. About 6 million of them have come in since Jerk has been president. And uh, look at what it's doing to this country. Uh, How about we start with the fact that under Biden, we've set records for illegal immigration, by far more than any other president. Number two, that has led to records for people dying of fentanyl, which is purely a product of coming in through the southern border. 
making China and Mexico rich. And China is accomplishing one of its purposes, which is killing us. It's um, watching 100,000 Americans die uh, in, in a way that dispirits the country, makes people depressed, makes people uh, without spirit and without hope. All of this because of Biden's no borders. And Adams, uh, basically, he's just saying uh, what Biden did wrong is he didn't provide enough money for all these illegals. Like, give me the money. Give me the money. Now, uh, why do you think they want all this money? You think it's all for the migrants? But if you think it's all for the migrants, you've never been in a Democrat big city and know what happens with poverty programs. Why do you think we've spent trillions on poverty and it doesn't move? Because it doesn't get to poor people. It goes into the hands of the politicians. Or in a more complicated way than that, they hire their relatives, their friends, for all of the services that are subcontracted. These are million, multi-million dollar contracts that go to uh, people who then employ their wife, their son, their friend, get kickbacks from all of them. And I don't know, what do the politicians get? Well, I mean, the, the most honest of them get campaign contributions, like Hochul got from the uh, company where she purchased uh, uh, COVID tests for $600 million when California bought the same number and exact same COVID tests for $300 million. Just suspiciously, they gave her a $300 million campaign contribution. Who do you think paid for that campaign contribution? You did. The suckers of New York paid for it. The suckers of New York who vote for Democrats like uh, the Pavlovian dogs respond uh, when, when tests are done. This is absurd. I mean, Adams, Adams has got all kinds of people lined up for these contracts. Look at the one at the, at the two, what is it, $2 million? For the Roosevelt Hotel, all these hotels, big money. Somebody's got to take a look at where they're where they're coming from. And I think uh, we have someone doing that very carefully. We'll be getting reports on that. But let's go to cut number one and listen to this like really absurd statement, because there'll be no America if Adams is correct. Would it be more helpful if it was the federal government directing where migrants are moved to throughout the United States instead of you as New York City's mayor trying to figure out where you can send them within your state? Yes, it would. We have one hundred and eight thousand cities, villages, towns. Uh, If everyone takes a small portion of that and if it's coordinated uh, at the border to ensure that those who are coming here uh, to this country in a lawful manner, it's actually uh, moved mm-hmm. throughout the entire country. A it is not a burden on one city. And the numbers need to be clear. Uh, we received over 70,000 uh, migrant asylum seekers uh, in our city. 42,000 are still in our care. If yeah. this is properly handled at the border level, uh, this issue can be resolved while we finally get Congress, uh, particularly the Republican Party, to deal with a sure. comprehensive immigration policy what a bunch of garbage that is i mean he's going to triple the number of people coming in like that they shouldn't be coming into the united states of america 
United States of America should have definitive rules about who comes in and who doesn't come in, and the United States should be in charge of who comes in, not the Mexican cartels. Anybody who wants to claim asylum should not be able to just walk in. We should go back to screening them in Mexico and not letting them in. And when they come in, not this ridiculous uh, law or, or rule that Biden has set up that says there's a rebuttable presumption that they're illegal, but they can rebut it. Well, you know, they'll all rebut it because the cases are fixed. I mean, the Democrats want these people here. The Democrats want illegal immigration. They want it for a host of reasons. A lot of, you know, a lot of it is to vote Democrat and that sort of thing. But it's also to create chaos so that we continue to break down the structure of our government and become more socialistic, more fascist, and ultimately more communist. And we'll be part of this whole big George Soros one world. Nice, right? That's what they are aiming for. And Adams has made New York City the worst victim of this when, in fact, before he came into office, New York City was... Even de Blasio wasn't stupid enough to do this. And then let's listen to number two, because he's right about this. When I talked about public safety and the overproliferation of guns in our country uh, last year, uh, many people were not listening to the concern of voters. And I'm saying that again. I, I would do everything possible to get the president reelected. I've made that clear. Uh, my concern is not politics, it's people. The people who are coming to this country should receive the proper uh, care that they deserve. And the people who are in this country should not be overburdened with the cost that is associated with this. And the people who are workers, uh, many of my civil servants have been spending a long hours Hours. They've been on the front line since COVID, and they continue uh, to deal with this issue. So this is not politics for me. This is about people. The people are protected as a police officer, and now I'm serving as the mayor. Well, as a police officer, you never did a damn thing other than complain. So he's doing about he's doing a worse job actually as mayor than he did as a police officer. I mean, that's completely ridiculous. That Americans should support anybody who wants to come here. Anybody who wants to come here should be able to come here and say, "I'm seeking asylum." And then at a minimum, you'll be here for seven or eight years before we decide whether you're entitled to asylum or not. I mean, the whole world could come here. I mean, this is totally crazy what, he, what he's doing. He's, he has no concept of what a nation is. A country has borders for a reason. Because it has to be, it has, the, the, its population has to be unified and coherent. At least with regard to certain basic values. Well, the people who are coming in are coming in from all over, not vetted by the U.S., vetted by the cartels. If anything, it's going to tip in the direction of people who are uh, (laughs) the kind of people the cartels want here. The ones who are going to work on human trafficking and the ones who are going to help with the dealing of the fentanyl and the other drugs and the the ones who are going to work on uh, other criminal activities. Or how about ISIS? One of the close relationships is between the cartels and ISIS. Even uh, in terms of the numbers that we've captured, eight, ten times more people on the terrorist watch list are now caught. Now, what that means is eight or ten times more are getting in, not getting caught. Because you, you, you understand, of course, that we don't come close to catching everyone. 
the the best uh, the best uh, from the point of view of the people who want all the illegals here uh, that you can do is about a 50% factor in other words if 4 million come in and we've registered them 2 million came in without our knowing where they are who they are where they've gone most people think it's more like uh, uh, 100% that it's uh, 4 million 4 million but whatever there's at least 2 million people to 3 million people running around this country we have no idea who the hell they are they weren't they weren't uh, even looked at we don't vet anybody we never gave them covid vaccines we just sent them around like the chinese sent around people to give covid to everybody all over the country well now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with plenty more Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you uh, on the Rudy Giuliani Show. There's a case that should be uh, known throughout the country, and it should be a poster uh, uh, for this, a poster that illustrates um, that incompetent, inefficient, left-wing, criminal-loving public officials get people killed. One of them is uh, the governor of New York, Hochul. Had she not signed the Less is More bill, uh, well, in this case, it isn't a killing, it's a rape and a beating and a sexual assault, two, two different crimes. Um, but here's, here's the case. This uh, criminal named Charles Rowe was convicted, uh, oh gosh, way, way back, and he was convicted of raping and murdering a 10-year-old uh, child inside her bedroom in 1987. Her relatives found her body on Christmas morning at approximately 1 a.m. He was sentenced to 20 years to life, which seems rather uh, lenient to me. But in any event, 20 years to life. Uh, he spent 35 years behind bars. And then he was released on lifetime parole. Why you would release a per person who murdered and raped a 10-year-old ever, ever, ever. In fact, why you wouldn't execute him is beyond me. But in any event, had you executed him, this would never have happened. But in any event, after 35 years, he was released on lifetime parole. And he was supposed to be closely supervised by Hochul's employees. Uh, this is, by the way, a dysfunctional state and city, among other things, because Democrats can't manage. Don't you know that? Look at every city that they run and look at the condition of it. One or two exceptions. But the rule is they're such silly, unrealistic liberals they can't manage or they deliberately want to create chaos because they're anarchists following uh, their boss, uh, Soros. Well, this guy was sentenced to 20 years to life, and then they let him out on supervised parole. Supervised my backside. The state didn't supervise him because pretty darn quickly, he stole a, a van from a U-Haul facility, and he was arrested for grand larceny. Well, of course, he should go back to jail. No, no, no. There's a less is more bill that doesn't allow you to do that. 
It was signed by Hoko. So this guy is now out on the street. As soon as he gets out, all of a sudden, he assaults one woman and he rapes another. For which he gets arrested and now he's behind bars. So there you get a case of a, a woman assaulted and a woman raped that would not have been assaulted and raped if we had a real governor. Like one who had a minimum of common sense and uh, uh, wasn't as, who, whatever, whatever the hell is wrong with her, I don't know. I told you not to vote for her, right? But you wanted to vote Democrat. You got a mayor who, Adams caused the 60 to 70,000 in New York by asking for them. Remember, he told people this would be the best and most accommodating sanctuary city in the country. Bad enough we were a sanctuary city. We were going to be the most accommodating. Here, you had a right to shelter. Here, you had a right to our finding a place for you to live. And now he's bankrupting us. He's going to drive the last taxpayers out of the city, uh, no matter what. He's going to find a way. Now he wants to encourage more to come. And he wants to put them all over the country. We can't take everyone that wants to come here. We can't. I mean, you've got to be a silly child, first of all, to think that. And that's what they are. They, 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 they don't think. And second, in some cases, there's another reason. This means lots of money, lots of contracts. And the minute these contracts go for the homeless, the minute these contracts go for the poor, the homeless and the poor see very little of it. And all their donors and relatives and everybody else makes millions. And we're going we're gonna to keep on that and get you <laughs> lots of examples of that because it's sure, it's sure going to happen. Follow the money, my friends. Don't don't get into this. They want to help poor people. They stopped helping poor people a long time ago. In fact, if they help poor people with all the money they've taken from you, there'd be no poor people. We'll be back right after this break. Please come back. We've got a lot more to talk about, and we've got your calls, and they are lined up. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back again with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And if you want to chat with the mayor, call 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show on the Red Apple Audio Network. So let's let's take a couple of calls. Let's go to Victor in New Jersey. Yes, Mayor Giuliani, I have the utmost, utmost respect for you. Well, thank you very, very much, Victor. For this this country. But I want to point out, I'm listening to Rita Crosby last night, 10 to 12 p.m. Yeah, I love her. And she's asking asking the callers, well, what questions should she ask Andrew? And I'm saying to myself, doesn't she realize that Andrew and his comrades more than likely are listening to her program and are going to prepare (laughs) responses to manipulate the public? I mean, I just can't believe it. I was, it's, it's, I mean, she's she's a great interviewer, but I couldn't believe she's she's announcing beforehand what she's going to ask this guy. I think it was. I don't think she did that on purpose, uh, and probably she'll vary the questions uh, well enough. And what, what did they? Uh, by the way, what did they focus on? Did they focus on why did you uh, send all those elderly people to the nursing home? Could it be because they were your biggest uh, uh, contributors? Of she asked these people. 
And again, this guy is probably listening to him out. Out well, you're probably right, but, I, but I, some of those some of those answers are um, some of those questions are so the question she's going to ask him. I could, if I were, you know, preparing him, I could pretty much figure out what she's going to ask him anyway. Uh, well, let's see, let's just see how the interview goes. Then we can then we can decide. But I mean, she's one of the best journalists there is, so I would also expect she'll have a few surprises for him. But I, I want to hear his explanation. You know, when I what gets me. When he when he does the Democrat uh, bull of blame it on Trump, blame it on Trump. When I uh, I had something to do with getting him that ship that had uh, a thousand beds that he never used while people were dying in nursing homes. I'd like to know why he didn't use the thousand beds on uh, the ship that was sent by Donald Trump or the beds that were supplied by Donald Trump at the uh, Javits Center and why he changed his tune after saying uh, that Trump was doing all that he could and doing a great job. All of a sudden, three days later, he's attacking him, and now he's blaming everything on Trump. But I know why it is, because he got a call from the Democratic Party, and they told him, will you stop praising him, you and and, uh, and Newsom? You're going to get him reelected if you continue to do that. Start attacking him. So he started attacking him. And now to blame the the death of all those people in nursing homes on Trump when uh, it's never really been resolved exactly his responsibility for it. I mean, he's the one who made the decision as they go there. Uh, the, uh, 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 almost every other governor didn't, including DeSantis, who he loves to, he loves to contrast himself with. The only ones who did it are four uh, de- Democrat dictators, him, uh, uh, Murphy in New Jersey, who could be the worst governor in the world, uh, Whitless Whitmer, uh, whose hu- whose husband you know was going out fishing all- every day and nobody else could go fishing, <laughs> and of course Newsom, who was going out uh, to parties while everybody else was locked in, and Cuomo was you know writing his book on on government time and with government material, and I wrote a book partially when I was mayor. I followed the rules that were set by Ed Koch. I I bought my own paper to write it. I bought my own computer to write it. I, I did it. I did it. Uh, I did it uh, at night, or or I did it uh, at times. You know, when I when I wasn't working, and I I uh, employed my own uh, researcher and, and and co-author. I didn't use my staff. You're going to ask him about that? I think so. I think Rita will ask him that. Uh, Rita is about as straight a journalist as you are going to find. And I told you, she's a good friend and somebody I admire. Uh, let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Hey, I love chatting with you, Rudy. Well, thank okay. you, Judith. I do, too. I love chatting with you. <laughs> I don't like chatting <laughs> thank with me. Thank you. I want you to know you're one of the best. You really, really are. You're so special. I can't even tell you. Just everyone adores you. Well, thank you're so you. honest. Thank you. You're so transparent. You're just you're All right. Listen, um. Two things, because you were talking about Kathy Hochul, which I didn't call about. I'm calling about the woman that was pushed uh, on the on you know, her face and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Another one. But, yeah. but, but Rudy, yeah, but Rudy, let me just say, you were talking about Kathy Hochul. I wish Kathy Hochul would experience a ride on the subway without her security, okay? And let a schizophrenic homeless man go back and forth menacing and threatening of her. Because guess what? That's what happened to me, all right? I was on the F train a few years back. I get on the train. It was in the afternoon. I'm going to Manhattan. 
I'm sitting there. It was me on one side one of the car, empty car, the other side of three people. All of a sudden, this guy comes in. Rudy, you can tell something was wrong with him. And he was going back and forth, talking to himself. I want you to know you feel so uh, threatened and you feel so trapped. You're in this car. You don't know what to do with yourself. It is so frightening, okay? So I wish for Kathy Hochul because she's the one that right away was already negatively judgmental. Yeah, I mean, Adam's held his... Adams held his judgment a bit. He did a little caving in later, but at least he held his judgment a little bit. And But she was right. She uh, basically wanted him executed on day one. Right, right. So I wish she would go through what I went through and what these other people went through. And, and stuff. You think- so talking about this woman, Rudy, let me ask you a question. Would you know the, the if the woman is white, if she's black? Would you know the race of the person that pushed her? Would you know his sad story that they're going to probably create if he is black? Uh, would you know anything or, or you know, like, yeah. I, I, I'm just so curious. I don't know anything about anything. They're not saying anything. I, I, I can tell you one thing. If the woman were black and if this man was white. It'd be a I'm white sure supremacist. Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton would come right there raising his racist head, you know, baiting him, whatever, you know. But well, you know, I, I you really know how know. they, you know, I, I played a little bit of um, of Sharpton's paid for eulogy. I mean, Sharpton gets paid for all this stuff. One way or another, he shakes people down. Or I mean, the guy's been slimy from the time he was fifteen. Uh, also, he began his uh, sermon eulogy, whatever you want to call it, by saying the guy was perfectly peaceful and doing nothing. That's a complete lie. That there are numerous witnesses that the guy, the minute the guy walked on the subway, he started yelling and screaming, throwing things at people saying that uh, he was willing to die and he was willing to go to jail. And then he took his jacket off in a menacing way and threw it on the ground as if he was going to hit somebody. And he probably was going to go hit somebody, except, thank God, Penny was there. The woman who got thrown up against the, uh, uh, against the subway probably wished a Penny were there for her and all the other people to get beaten up on the subway or killed. And I, you know, I think this is outrageous what they're doing to him. It's completely outrageous. And it's even more outrageous than anybody votes for Democrats until they straighten themselves out. They got to do two things, the Democrats. They got to get rid of the upper echelon of their party because it is crooked, 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 crooked. And it's a lot of them at the upper echelon. Biden and the Clintons are the apex, but uh, a lot of them are in it for the money. And believe me, pandemic money, homeless money. I mean, th- th- this is the reason that poverty, I mean, to the extent that you can say some of these neighborhoods haven't changed much in all these years, except for the time that I changed them, is because these people are not honest, among other things. And uh, th- we need we need a real shakeup. Kind of interesting with the presidential race. I love to listen to Robert Kennedy Jr., now, I know I disagree with uh, 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 RFK Jr. on the environment because he sued me so often. <laughs> in those days, luckily, though, I got sued in my official capacity, not personally. Now they sue me personally. Uh, all the uh, uh, Trump haters. I'm on their list. I'm, sh- I'm sure somebody is uh, sponsoring this, too, and putting up the money for it. So. Uh, he, he used to sue us over everything, every little minor problem with the Hudson River and this and that. The other thing. Some of them were very good, actually. I mean, some we settled and they were good and some we contested and they were a little over, overboard. 
But after I read his book about Fauci, I came to realize that even though there are areas where I have extreme disagreements with him and, and uh, Jim, who calls up all the time, pointed out his connection with uh, flirting around with some commun- communists and communism. I understand all that, very, very left, but certainly not on on um, the pandemic, certainly not on uh, what's going on right now uh, with uh, the border. Uh, and also, most importantly, he recognizes how corrupt the government is. And it sounds to me like he's got the independence like his father did. Always respected Bobby. I respected John, too, but I really respected Bobby as the, you know, the guy who was the law enforcement guy. And uh, was very, very honored when, uh, when Vice President Bush said about me, when I got control of the Teamsters Union and began turning them around, and everybody wanted me fired. 135 members of Congress wanted me fired. Presidential candidates in 1988 wanted me fired. And George Bush said, nope, he's doing the right thing. He's completing the work of Bobby Kennedy. That's one of my prouder, prouder moments. But I like, I like the idea that he seems like Trump, the only one that really is talking about the deep state. And how bad and how bad it is, and how it's not just the state; it's the massive corporations, massive corporate interests, and the state that are in a conspiracy to kill the little guy. I mean, there's no. I mean, I'm making it simp, simp, simplified, but I, I, he sees that, and the rest of them, the ones who are afraid to talk about it, I'm always afraid of getting money from them, and uh, therefore, are afraid to talk about it. Let's go to Jeff in Scarsdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. I love you to death. Thank you, Jeff. What's going on? Yes. yes. Well, but a quick plan, and I don't want to get to the legal point here, as it relates to the mandate by Cuomo, t- March 25th, 2020, they should take the USS Comfort, bring it back to the harbor, get, get the illegals aboard that, and then bring it back to the Delaware Water Gap. And it should be bordering uh, Biden's residence. How's that? <laughs> I, well, I, you know, someone asked me what would I do with them. I, I'd, I'd have sent them all to uh, the czar. There's a, there's a lot of property at the vice president's uh, residence. Tremendous. I mean, it used to be, uh, it used to be a facility for the, I think, United States Navy. And you can't believe it. You can't believe there's security. There's lots of grounds there. Uh, if uh, Abbott sent them to me, I'd send them to her. Come on, Kamala. Jeez, you've been you've been the czar now for a couple of years. You haven't done anything. So you take care of these people. Got a lot of room there, sweetheart. Come on. But I, I sure as hell wouldn't have accepted those people from New York City. You're crazy. What? Why? Why? Uh, they shouldn't be in the country in the first place. They should not be in this country. I don't think we should be mean to them. I don't think we should be horrible. But we should, we can't make it like it's so wonderful to come here that everybody's going to come here, and we don't have any rules anymore. It's like opening the door of your house and saying, I want to be a nice person. Everybody can come in and everybody can take all the food that I have. Uh, Then (laughs) you don't know who's coming in. The good people, the bad people. Who's taking your food? Are they they just thieves? Are they people really really in need? And maybe uh, let's, uh, let's take the analogy one step further. Suppose the Mexican cartels were deciding who would come up to your door and walk in. Well, that's what they're doing to us, the Adams and the Bidens and the Hochels and the 
what's what's the vice president? Kamala, Kamala. I'm, and 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 the one that uh, that 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 Biden thinks is the president because he keeps introducing her as President Harris. <laughs> well, I mean, there's something seriously wrong with the president. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this because I guess uh, maybe they think it's too sensitive not to, to play it. But I mean, maybe it also would convince you that he's in a deep uh, state of degeneration in terms of his brain. But you remember a couple of mo- maybe a month or two ago, he was going around saying that his son Bo was killed in what was it in Iraq, and he was told you know that's not so. Just like he was told that he didn't give his uncle the um, Purple Heart in the White House because his uncle was dead for seven years before Joe showed up as vice president in the White House. And he could had his father was dead too, and he had his father there. And he repeated it anyway after being told. Well, he's been told a number of times that this, this is just not true. So let's can we play that? that? My son is a major U.S. Army, lost in Iraq. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame that he lost his son. Nobody, 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 in any way takes any delight or wants to make any political points about his losing his son. But it's also very, very much a matter of concern that the man with his fingers right near that button uh, can't seem to remember that his son died in a hospital bed in the United States of America, not in Iraq of, of uh, something having nothing to do with his service to our country, service to our country we admire and respect. But what's going on? Is he just, is it just a perennial liar? The guy who has to always make things more heroic than they, than they were so he can be important? Or is it that he's become delusional? I mean, how many times can you tell him, that's not so, Joe? <coughs> And how, how many times can, can the press cover it up and pretend that we actually have a normal president? We got, we got one of the worst things that's ever happened. We've got a president who's got a 30-year record of committing crimes. We've got a family that engages in the crimes with him. And we've got a guy that's losing his brain. So we'll take a short break on those wonderful thoughts, and, but then we'll come back with the mayor's final thoughts. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. And yes, this is uh, the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Please make your $11 contribution per month to them so that we can take care of our bravest and our finest and our protectors. It's up to you, but it's the best thing you ever did. Uh I would like to take one more question because we didn't get, I don't think, enough in. And I'd like, um, I'd like to go to, I'd like to go to Rick in Elmwood Park because he's been holding for a long time. Hey, Rick, thanks for holding on. Thanks for taking my call. You're Are you familiar with the UN Agenda Twenty One Biodiversity Map? I am very, I am familiar with it, but I don't know it in great detail. It has a 200-mile-wide zone of cooperation between Mexico and the United States, not a border. And it also has large portions of America that are sectioned off as no little to no human use zones. What? That, 
That map was made up 30 years ago. And the idea is to what, have an amorphous uh, uh, non-space between the United States and Mexico that people can go back and forth with no problem? Exactly. I mean, you might as well just give away the country. There's no border. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, well, then there's no United States of America. It's not even going to be America anymore. You know, it's particularly true of a country like ours that's built on ideas. I mean, we're, we're a country that's built on common ideas and values and principles. We're not a country built on race, religion. Like, you know, Italians are Italians and Germans are Germans and French are French and go on and on and on. But here, we're not, uh, you know, we're all different things. And uh, we, we have different religions, different backgrounds. So Abraham Lincoln did the best definition. We're tied together based on very, very firm, solid principles that we agree with, which is basically our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. And when you get people to come in that have the slightest idea what the hell that is or to have principles that are totally different or communists or uh, you're going to tear this whole thing apart. We can't take everybody in. Therefore, you have to have a fair and reasonable system that allows people to use up the few spaces or many spaces, whatever, that there, that there are. It's not fair to anyone just to let people just barge in. It's like I said, if you open the door to your house to feed people, you don't just let anyone in that gets, it's the first one to get to the door. You, you figure out how many people you can feed and what principles are you going to use in fairness to allow the people in because you can't feed everyone. You don't feed the ones that the Mexican cartels can get to the door. Whereas there are people that have, for five years are following rules in in uh, uh, Guatemala or in Colombia or in France or trying to come in. I mean, in fact, those would be more bigger assets to your country, people who know how to follow rules, know how to comply with the law, have uh, have gotten themselves versed to some extent of what America is about and, and generally agree with what we are all about as opposed to uh, are coming here because they're either being pushed to come here or – they have. Uh, they come from countries that have no understanding of freedom and uh, themselves don't understand law. I mean, you, if you begin with people coming in disrespecting the law, it's not a good start. Let's put it that way. Well, thank you for giving us a chance uh, to get those final thoughts out. And we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on tonight, 8 o'clock. Oh, on Twitter, the famous Twitter where DeSantis is going to announce. This is Rudy Giuliani. God bless America!